for tonight. I thank you for um, everything that you have blessed each and every one of us with. And I pray that you will um, open our ears and our hearts to receive your word tonight. And I pray for Pastor Ian as he comes, that you will give him words to speak. And I pray all these things in your name. Amen. Did, didn't they do good? Yeah? yeah? Always good to encourage. We are on a little series we're doing uh, on what's it about? Love. Love. Not love. Not hello, love. It's about, it's about love. And so we, um, some of you are like, darn, I wanted to hear something about love. And uh, great news is we spoke about that all through the month of May. And uh, that's on the podcast or you can go online and, and to your heart's content, learn that by heart. There's actually some really good, good truth uh, of God, God's word in that. And um, so, love, we're, we're going to look at John chapter 13, sort of our, our, our theme verse for the next couple weeks, from last week, this week, and the, ne- the, the next week, sort of the basis on why we're talking about this. And we're going to jump in, uh, I'm going to read this verse, and then there's a, a short two-minute video uh, of a guy named Trip Lee. I don't know if y'all have heard Trip Lee. He's a Christian rapper, uh, but he also speaks the truth of God's word very well. Uh, And so um, the video you're going to see, let me read this first and then we'll, um, I just want to read just for the two theme verses we have. John chapter 13 verses 34 and 35, it says this, Jesus says this. He says, a new command I give, to, I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, there's one little theme that seems to run through that, and it's love one another. And then he says, why? So that all men will know who you are, that you're one of my disciples disciples. We can speak about it all day long, but unless they see us loving one another, they will never get there. He's, he's, um, Tripoli is, is, is um, asking or answering the question of, can Christians love G- G- Jesus and not love the church? Can they love Jesus, not love the church? Take a look at the screen. And hopefully, there you go. It's it's common these days for people to talk about, you know, loving God or loving Jesus, but not really loving the church or really his people. Or, you know, I love God, but I just don't like organized religion, you know, and that's perfectly understandable because there have been so many instances where particular churches or people in churches have really hurt people. So a lot of people, uh, when they think about, you know, loving Jesus and his people, they don't really love his people because they've had really hard experiences. And so it absolutely is possible for someone to love Jesus, but not his people yet. But that's not what we're called to. And I think when I meet somebody who's in that place, I want to help them to see how that's a little bit illogical. And here's why. When we are adopted by Jesus into his family, just like a, a regular adoption. So if my, me and my wife adopted a child, uh, that child, when it when it becomes a part of our family, They not only have a new relationship with us and that we're father and mother to that child, they also have a relationship to my son and to my current daughter, right? They now have a brother and a sister, and they can't just claim my name like, oh, those are my parents and have my last name and ignore their brother and sister. There have been a lot of relationships that have changed. So that when we become Christians, there's an identity change, and then now we belong to Jesus when his family, 
But also there's an identity change in that now we have a lot of brothers and sisters and we cannot claim Jesus and then ignore the brothers and sisters that we now have. That's part of what it means to be in the family. And of course, there are a ton of commands about how we're supposed to interact with each other as family. So I often understand what people are when they say that, but I want to help them see the inconsistency of it, especially that one of the main things that Jesus, who's adopted us, calls us to is to love one another, not to forsake the gathering of ourselves together, you know, not to you know, close our heart towards one another. Uh, And if we really love Jesus, then we're going to grow in our love for his people because those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Uh, Our love for Jesus shows up in love for his people. All right. You know, that was good. You know, I love that line. Our our love for Jesus shows up in our love for his his people. You know, the church, if you're... Believer in Christ, you're part of the church. You're part of his pe- people. And the way that I, I can show my love to him is I love all those around me. And I don't know about you, but I do know about me, and I'm pretty much a, I, I'm a wreck. Man, if you know me, I'm just sort of a wreck. Uh, and I think everybody else in this room is, is sort of a wreck. We try to put a good face like we got it going on together. And we're all strong and we're all great. And we're all trying to struggle through this life and, and, and honor God. Some are trying to honor God, but we're, we're all coming from a rough place. And the greatest, one of the greatest things that we can do is just love each other, be patient with each other, be kind to one another. Sometimes give the benefit of the doubt. I heard someone said something about me. Well, you know what? Let me go, let me go talk to him about it, but let me not go to him like I'm, I'm going to rip their eyes out, but let me just go love them and and speak. We talked about this last week a lot, right? Yes. Do, do y'all agree that's the way the church is su- su- supposed to be? Do, do y'all agree this that's how the church is supposed to be? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, good. I just didn't know if I was going deaf for a second. It was scary. I was scared. Um, and we talked about one thing last week. It's not important how big our group grows. Man, we got a lot. Our group's never been this big. Uh, it, this, this is. Someone hasn't told y'all it's summertime, and you're not supposed to be in church on a Wednesday night. I mean, what what, what are y'all doing? Uh, but y'all 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 are here, which is great. I'm thrilled about it. But um, we're just we're just big. But if we don't have love, what what are we? Remember from last week, if we, if we don't have love, what are we? Nothing, nada, zilch, zippo, right? We're, we're nothing. So if we don't have love, who cares how big we get? And just one last thing that I shared from last week with me. Sometimes it, I would rather have a group of 25 students that love Jesus and each other than a group of 110 that don't. Because that group of 110, though they may swell big and the world may go, oh, look, they're doing great things there, that group will never sincerely draw someone to, 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 to Jesus Christ. But the group of 25 who love will every day. And that's what we want to be about. Uh, in, in the Greek, there are, are three words for love. Now, English, we sort of really may have one word for love. I love a loop and cheddar at the loop. Anybody like a, a loop and cheddar? Or a couple, four people, y'all. If you don't have one, if you've not ever had one, your life will be changed. So don't don't eat it unless you're ready for your life to be changed. I love a loop and cheddar. 
But I also love my wife. And I'll be honest with you, I don't love my wife the same way I love that loop and shutter, because that would be weird, right? I've got, I've got kids. I've got friends. I love them, but I don't love them the same way I love that loop and shutter. I don't love them the same way that I love my wife, because that would be weird, right? But So we, when we see the word love, we just sort of think, oh, it could mean a whole lot. We, we, we throw the word out a lot. In the Bible, the New Testament, it was first written in Greek. And there's three words they use for, for love. Okay, three. Everybody say three. Okay, three. First word is eros. Eros, when you see that word for love, it means love. Ooh, Pepe Le Pew. You know, it's like romantic, romantic love. Okay, that, that's what that is between uh, husband and wife. It's, it's, it's that, that love right there, eros. Where we're going to be at, we're not going to be talking about that. That word for love isn't in the text that we are using today. An- another word for love is phylos. Everybody say phylos. Now, we have a, a, a city that comes from this, this, this word called Philadelphia. And phylos means... Philadelphia means the city of what? Y'all know? Bro- brotherly love. Philos, brotherly love. It's the love we have for our friends, for our brothers. The love we're supposed to have, the, this initial love is as brothers and sisters in Christ. That's the first type of love you ought to have, but there's more than that. Okay, so, so it's like a friend, friend, a strong friend type of love. It's not between a, 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 a spouse, but it's, it's between friends or brothers and sisters, okay? The third type of love is agape. Say agape. 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 Okay, now that is, is, is a love, and I can define it as, as this. It's not of this world. It is a love that is not of, because it is a love without condition. It means that I am going to love you no matter what you ever do to me. My love will never stop. And I don't gain anything from from your love. It's not so I can feel better about myself. I'm just going to choose, I'm going to love you because, and that's never going to change. And what's beautiful about this love is this is how it always, the Word of God talks about God's love for His people. It's an agape love. And we try to live this life, and as teenagers, as, as young adults, and as older adults, I don't know what that's like, um, as we, we try to Sometimes we just try to do right because we just want to earn, earn God's approval and his love. And the truth is this. God loves you. No strings attached. doesn't matter what you do, right or wrong. He is going to love you. It will sadden him if you do and choose wrong and go against him. But his love for you will never change. Agape love, okay? You got that? So today we're going to talk about agape love. Now, last week we talked about the love chapter. What chapter was that? 1 Corinthians 13, in weddings you hear about it a lot. And the word love is used in verses 1 through 13. It's used nine times. So you go, dude, that is a love chapter. But I would like to share with you, there's a, uh, even more of a love chapter in the Word of God. It's not 1 Corinthians 13. It's 1 John chap- chapter 4. In 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 21, the word love is used 29 times. That's a lot, 14 verses. That's an average of, of uh, 2.012 times a verse. Not really, but it's something like that. 
So that's used a lot, right? Yeah? And every time it's used here, it's agape love. It's a, it's a love from God. Now you go, well, can, if it's from God, can only God, God do this love? Can only God share this love? We're going to take a look at that today. So I'm going to ask you um, to uh, stand with me. We're going to read through the first probably four verses of the text, and then we are going to, uh, to, to work through the rest of it, okay? This is what it says. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation or the payment for our sins. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you just for every student and adult that's in this room right now as we walk through your text tonight, Lord. I just ask that you will, you will move in this place, uh, that, that, that you will have all the honor and all the glory tonight. And um, God, I just want you to, to transform lives and give hope uh, where there's not hope. Uh, Lord, uh, I know how you've changed my life. And I, Lord, I just, I just hope that uh, for so many in this room right now. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, ha- have a seat. So, first type of love, uh, the first thing it says is this, beloved, let us love one another. Now, we've heard that before in John 13, right? Love one another. When you hear something repeated in the Word of God, underline it. Understand that's probably very important uh, because a lot of times Paul or whoever is saying it, whether it's Christ or Paul, they're saying it because they they really want you to get it because you're not getting it. And the, the people aren't getting it. It's the same thing that occurs in our society today. It says, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who, do, who does not love does not know God because God is love. Now, there's, we're going to work through a very sort of a hard text because it's sort of a... Um, John lay, lays this down. I almost said Paul. I was like, wait, this isn't Paul. John lays this down in a way that's sort of firm and it's sort of tough to... Swallow, but I'm going to explain at the end why everything that he, he's saying is, is true. First of all, the text talks about two types of people. One type are, are those that are who love, who are born of God. John 3, verse 3 says, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Okay, so, so those who love are those that are born of God, right? That are you're you're not just born once, but you're born again. That means you put your faith in Jesus Christ, and uh, it says that they they know God. The word for know right there is ginosko. You don't care about the Greek, I get it, but it means experience. This isn't know because I read it in a book. It's I know it because I experienced, I lived it out. Have you ever learned a lesson in life that you you learned? Don't touch the hot stove because that will hurt. Anyone ever touch a hot stove or, or get burned? Did you touch it again the next day? No, gnosko, you learned. Why? Because you experienced it. You knew it was hot. You knew it hurt, and you weren't going to do it again. We, we, we learn this way a lot. Here it's talking about, um, the, here's 
Um, let's love him, for love is from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God, knows him. You've experienced him. You've tasted God. So many, I want so many of you to go to camp because it's a chance to get you away from the world. In the world, I mean the TV. I mean, it could be some friends. It could be the movies. It could be whatever it is. And when we get away from our phones, all of a sudden, the voice of God is so much clearer than when we're back home. And we think, man, I just want to go back to camp because God is, I could hear him there. Well, God speaks the same here as he does there. That doesn't change the problem. Is-